and welcome to episode number 49 of the Curveball Podcast. I'm Michaela and John Barrera. And uh, we have a very special guest, actually two special guests today. And uh, John, go ahead and introduce our guest today. Yeah, today we're having Patricia Garza and Ryan Morales with Hill Country Counseling and Wellness. Uh, Patricia's on her way. Hopefully she finds her way. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, uh, Ryan, so Hill Country Counseling and Wellness Fighting Chance Academy is part of Hill Country Counseling and Wellness? Correct. Uh, we uh, Fighting Chance Academy does the physical aspect of, uh, such as mental health and stuff like that. Um, uh, a lot of people don't realize that uh, physical physical activity, such as jujitsu, is very therapeutic, and it goes along uh, with what she does. She does the mental side, I do the physical side. Yeah. That's awesome. And they kind of they go hand in hand together. 100%. 100% they do. Uh, when, for example, you go and take a class and you exert yourself and then all of a sudden you're just tired, it's almost uh, like a feeling of euphoria. You're just completely relaxed mm-hmm. and just like, wow, that felt great. And you can't wait to do it again. So it, it really does go hand in hand. You get a, you exert yourself physically and you're just tired and just fatigued, but it feels great. It really does. Yeah, they say it's easier to become depressed when you are in a stagnant, have a stagnant lifestyle. Well, it's, it becomes repetition and the same thing over and over, and it's boring. Yes, you mm-hmm. know when you have a lifestyle like that, you're not doing, you're not, you're not using any physical energy at all. Mm. Yes. I mean, you have to, you have to use physical energy. That's what we're here for. Absolutely, exactly. yes. the human body's made to move. Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. And that's that's really what we do. Um, was it? It's. With jujitsu, you're never going to stop learning. Uh, I've been doing this over seven years, and I'm still learning. I'm still, um, I'm. I can go into class and tap every one of my students, and then my professor uh, Jeff Cope comes in, and he makes me feel like I don't know Jack. I'm just like, what the hell just That's happened? That's wild. Yeah, yeah. humbles you, right? Yes, and it brings you back down to earth. Like, oh man, I'm I'm on a roll. I'm just getting it. I'm I'm on another level right now. And he comes, no, you're not and takes it away from me and that and i love that i love that like and he's constantly showing me i didn't even know that or i never even saw that and he goes you gotta pay attention be looking for stuff and it's easy to say uh like pay attention uh when you're doing it but it's another thing to do it when someone's coming after you at 100 percent. now you got to be able to do it and look for it at the same time Mm. and that's where you get the submissions like all of a sudden you're there and I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. And then all of a sudden, everything starts to click. There you are. And gotcha. Mm. And you start snatching people up. And that's what that's the way it is. Uh, we go there to have a good time. We got a great team. And just a bunch of great guys. And that's that's how it does it. And like you and I, we were talking that uh, you'd be nervous to go up in there. I tell people, don't be nervous. That That's one of the things that will go away the more that you do it. You'll be like, oh, these guys are great. They're not a uh, bunch of a-holes they're mm-hmm. they're family we treat each other like family and the, actually there's patricia right there yeah come on in here patricia and have a seat in. we have the uh yeah. the microphone all ready for you and everything all you got to do is have a seat we are actually on the podcast now so uh welcome to the podcast patricia yeah you have to talk right in. so what uh jujitsu you know there's uh karate and taekwondo yes and uh, a lot of different types of hand-to-hand combat yes uh fighting uh, jiu-jitsu is, is, you don't strike anybody with jiu-jitsu, is that no, correct? No, jiu-jitsu is uh, 100% grappling. Um, basically, what the way we like to describe it is we're folding clothes with people in it. 
Whoa. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll manipulate you into where we can find a joint lock, uh, any type of attack such as choke uh, and so on. And this is where, where it gets good is we can, jujitsu is one of the only sports where you can go 100% after somebody. They tap, you let them go, and that's it. That's it. No one, no one got hurt. No one. So nothing. you're not, you're not, the intention is not to hurt anybody or strike anybody. It's no. to protect yourself. No. And that's, uh, is that right? Yeah. Yes. hundred percent. hundred percent. You can go. This is why like our kids program really took off is because parents don't want their kids to get punched in the face. Not they're, they're little. No. And we don't want to see that either. So we show them jujitsu at first. Come do this. And they all tell me, uh, coach Ryan, coach Ryan, uh, they didn't have it. And, ah, okay, now you're learning to tap. You know when it's there and when it's not there. All right? And so uh, it's basically like me taking the training wheels off. That's up to you now. I'm going to be watching you. But if I see it and I call it, uh, then it's over. But they're tapping on their own. Up, oh, he had me. And he'll tell me he had mm. me. And they figure out ways to get it to the ground, uh, find the submission, and they don't panic under stress. It's, it's easy to see it. Like you see like UFC and stuff like that. Right. It's easy to, oh, I could do that. No, and they're all pumped up out there. Yes. I mean, their their adrenaline's going. Yes. They're, they're ready for a fight in the UFC. With yeah. jiu-jitsu, it's not quite the same thing. It's, uh, it, that's up to you. Like me, I'm very laid back. Uh, I'll tell, come after me. I'll tell, I could tell you, I could tell you, come after me with whatever you got. You're not going to hurt me. You're not going to do anything to me. And I'll let you, I'll let you go 100% after me. And uh, like even last night, I had a gentleman, full grown man. He's all like, it feels like you're not even trying. I'm not. I've done this so much that you're not going to put me in a situation that I haven't been before. I'm not going to panic. I've been, I've had a 200 pound guy on top of me squashing me. I've had bigger guys come after me, squashing me, trying to fold me up. And I've done it so much that I just don't panic no more. Do you translate that into everyday life? Not panicking? Uh, it's, it kind of, um, in a way, yes. Because uh, a lot of times, like even my, uh, my wife, she'll have to calm me down. But a lot of times... I'm always thinking like, Hey, this is what's going to happen. I've been here before. Don't panic. Just relax. Uh, we'll figure out a way. I, and I think he it definitely does. I noticed, um, cause he tends to be a little anxious. And when, um, he had to close because of COVID, like I saw that anxiety mm. like, pick up all the uncertainty. Yeah. Yes. And this is what yeah. I was telling you about. And, and with jujitsu, because it's a physical release, but also a mental release. Cause your brain's always kind of going, and then it teaches breathing. Um, you see a change, like um, so. I'm like, go get on the mat. Yeah, <laughs> like, she, she'll learn. Do something. You need to go get rounds in. Yeah. You prescribe him right. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, Patricia, thank you for coming. And I'm sorry I'm late. As no, a counselor, oh, that's okay. we are always. You never know what comes right before. That's. <laughs> that, it's kind of good to actually, yeah. you know, have you yeah. have you late because you're like, look, this is actually what my job consists of. So. Yeah, we'd rather it be real and authentic. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. So, and that's how it comes with counseling. You just never know. Like, someone can be coming in just like and not really say anything, and it's often that in the last few minutes, I guess something was building up, and then they decide to like mm. let you in on some major crisis or something. And then I always want to make sure that whoever leaves my office leaves in a better place than when they arrived and so sometimes wow i'll take my time with you and my family has to be really understanding and no, so i apologize and we are uh, i i know that there'll be sometimes she'll get in late and so and she'll say something happened that's all i need to know mm -hmm. that's and uh, and it's usually uh 
it's not like an everyday thing, but yes, it does happen. And we are understanding kids will be like, where's mom at? She's working. That's all. Especially um, because my specialty is trauma. And so you really have to, you know, be that presence for that person. Um, And they have to know that they can count on you to help them through it and then come back to a better place. Yeah. Please speak speak about the, the value you provide and, um, and your portion of Hill Country Counseling and Wellness. Okay. So um, for mine, um, I primarily provide um, counseling, and that can be in group form, family, couples, individual, play therapy. I'm working on my um, board certification and uh, uh, for behavior analyst. Um, so on top of that, and I have my LPC, which is a licensed professional counselor. I have my license. Um, and so I primarily provide counseling. Occasionally I'll do um some speaking events not really good at the public speaking thing i do really good in I small you. groups mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know i do a radio show I, i'm not yeah. good at public speaking i'm yeah. not yeah why, it, why? Well, you know you speak in front of you speak to, to to on the air to you know thousands of people how come? every morning hours a day and yeah. for some reason if i get in front of a crowd of people and i see all those eyes on me i'm like oh god they're <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I totally agree. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm going to pass out. He's always there. It's funny because everybody knows uh, I have my own personal bodyguard. And so, like, if I have to be, if I was subpoenaed to court or if I have to give a speaking um, engagement type of talk um, or training or anything like that, everybody knows to have a seat ready for him because he's going to be there. He's kind of my rock that keeps me, you know, I guess stable. But it's it's harder. I can talk all day long in front of a small group, but you put people in there, and it it, it yeah. Okay, it's just so, not for me. Yeah. So uh, Hill Country uh, Counseling and Wellness. This how long has this been around in the Texas Hill Country? Did this start on on Memorial Boulevard? No, or this started before. We originally were in um, on Sydney Baker, um, right next to the chamber. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, smaller, and then. Um, so in 2012 is kind of when I started, um, I decided to go back to work. We had had our first daughter. And so, um, and then at that time I was working under um, Carol Trail and kind of s- stepped out on my own. I was also doing stuff with K-Star um, and some other um, agencies, but um, a few of the doctors in town and then um, some others really encouraged me to go out on my own so I could take a wider range of patients and accept insurances um and so i'm very grateful for those individuals because they kind of pushed me a little bit out of my element but um obviously was what was needed when you when you started that and when you went out on your own was there fear there was it scary for you to go out on your own yes good question absolutely you know my husband and i both grew up i would say on the poor side of um things and so and you know being minorities in a small texas town um, it was, I, I just never imagined I would own my own practice and run with it. Um, obviously that's not the world we're living in right now. Um, we both feel like we are able to do and accomplish what we want to. It's just hard mm. work, but there were a lot of questions like what would happen? Um, <clears throat> what is our, what does this do to our family? Cause at that point then when, um, we had three kids and wanted one more. Well, I did. I don't know. <laughs> My husband, Ryan kind no. of went back and forth, but he did end up and we're so grateful for little Mia, but she, she says that was, she was, she was very, uh, she's been, I think a little modest right now, but yeah, she was very scared. She was like, I don't know how this is going to work. And 
I don't know if I'm going to be able to get on these insurances. And then there she is filling out all these forms and online all the time, trying to yeah. fill everything out. And, and she goes, we're not going to get any clients. And then all of a sudden she took off like, Amen. like yeah. a brush fire just took off and exploded right. all over the place. And and that was a big thing too, is because I didn't have any funding to, um, to hire people to set me up. So I kind of, had to learn every aspect. And so now anyone that comes in works for us and they're like, you won't, I was like, done it, been there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've had to, I had to do everything. Um, but like I said, I had um, a great mentor in Carol Triola. And then I have, you know, certain people in my life that fortunately we've never had to advertise. Um, and we've always, we always have a waiting list, which we're very blessed. Um, but mm. there, I have some of my cheerleaders in town that I know um, they never, you know, take credit i don't think but they are always you know oh take your family to see this person and and so it's always been through word of mouth word of mouth really it really has been that's amazing all right so it started in 2012 mm -hmm. and then were you doing the jujitsu at that time uh i was training i didn't have my own place uh not until what 2016 that's when fighting chance opened up yes and that's September where timber first Yep, September 1st, 2016. And that's when Fighting Chance uh, opened up. And basically, we were the same same way. We we started off with, uh, I think, four adults and three kids, which one of them was uh, my oldest daughter. And now I think I'm up to 30 kids. And, At least. It, yeah, that's awesome. It depends 30, on the day. Yeah. yeah. That's and, wild. That's uh, 15, 16 adults, something like that. Yeah. That are there consistently. Yeah. I, um, wanted my own place I that was always a dream of mine for a wellness center and my mom always laughs and she pulls out because she keeps everything a lot of my scholarship applications at Tyvee were like I want to come back and give to my community I want to have you know um at the time I had put psychologists not really understanding the counseling dynamic because um no one in my family had done this type of work and so I didn't know like all the different avenues you can take with the psych degree but um and I had put all this in there that I wanted a wellness center that would be affordable to everyone. And, um, so, you know, I think I have the lowest rates in town. I know he has the lowest rates in town yeah. because we want it to be affordable for anyone who walks in the door. Wow. And, and that's uh, like my, my side, um, my professor, he gets on me, Ryan, you need to take your rates up. No, no, I don't do it to make the money. I do it because I love it. I talked to you last summer about getting yeah. my son. Yes. I remember that. And I was blown away by how low the rates are for the for the yes. jujitsu there. A hundred percent. I get told all the time if you go right now, if you go to San Antonio, one of the cheapest places uh, in San Antonio is a good friend of mine, and he's at one hundred and fifty a month. Mm -hmm. One hundred and fifty. Mm -hmm. uh, there's guys up there that go two fifty and even three hundred a month, and these are the bigger name schools that we take our guys at Fighting Chance our, and our kids at Fighting Chance, and we'll go and. We'll go head to head with them, toe to toe with them, and we'll either catch them or we'll get beat, but we'll know what's going on. And we're the little guy, but we still hang in there with the big dogs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. I, um, yeah. And so we've always wanted that because he and I have both talked about things we wanted to do when we were younger, but there wasn't the, you know, there wasn't money to do it. And so we don't want a kid not to get what they need because a lot of the families that are lower income are the ones that might need the jujitsu or might need, um, counseling and so you know um and we're flexible i know he has classes monday through saturday i see people sunday through friday um and sometimes i'm there eight to eight because i know that missing work to come to counseling causes additional stress for people 
and so we try to you know work accommodate around yeah. yeah yeah and, yeah. and that's like even with like the fighting chance portion and stuff like that i do that as well um for example i was telling you like we do the like that blue to blue i for law enforcement if you're in law enforcement uh i tell you if you sign up with us you'll train free until you get a blue belt and that's that's a wow. good that's a minimum of two years free of charge wow. just because you're, because i want them to be safe i have Absolutely. very good friends yeah. that train right now with me that are law enforcement and i would rather them be able to handle themselves and instead of getting put into that predicament where they have to draw a weapon if they can control someone because they're used to doing it out on the mat and it translates over then i'm all for it and there have been some instances that have happened in this area in the past where where some jujitsu skills could have come into play and really helped out the situation mm. there's well and for jaren or uh, yeah and he's well, always said i know you did say his name but he's always said <laughs> ryan put it out there but he, and he's not the only one there's a few officers that have actually brought him and shown him videos yes. of where they were able to use their jujitsu and protect themselves because either they were able to contain the person and get the gun away without having to wow. draw their own or um you know not had to draw their own weapon because you know most of them they're human too and they have families they don't want to have to yeah 100 they need yeah. to be safe yeah. yeah yeah and uh here in town uh and she was she was talking about him uh he brought me with uh, the dash cam footage mm-hmm. um and said i want you to watch this and i was like okay and he's there uh, about to make an arrest um, over by Waterburger here in town. He's about to make an arrest. And the uh, gentleman put his hand behind his back and he took off. Boom. Like swung, turned around, hit him. And was it now they're in a tussle, uh, falling to the ground. My student was ended up on bottom. He was able to pull him into guard where we, that's where I teach you to get control of them. Sweep him, ended up on top. Nothing was ever drawn out. The only punch that was thrown was the gentleman swinging uh, on my student. He controlled the situation until uh, you see other law enforcement officers coming into play. No one got hurt. No one. He said, I felt the little thud on my head. That was it. Nothing else. I like how you say my student. You're, you're very passionate about it. A hundred percent. That's why I, I'm honestly dead serious about it when I say it. I do this because I love it. And was it? I would I want all my guys to be safe. Like, yeah. Even you, you say you want to come in. Yeah. Please, you have my invitation. Um. Well, and the best thing about what he does is, you know, there's different coaching styles. You know, a lot of people can do a sport, but maybe they don't know how to coach it. Um. What he does is, he um, he wants you to be better than him. So he's not in there to show you he's better than you. He's not in there to use you as a grappling dummy. He's in there to make you better than him because that's what he wants. And so you see growth in, you know, everyone. And then, you know, our son Ethan has taken, a, you know, is coaching and yes. has his own style. But, you know, you can tell he's got a lot of his dad in him. And even Maddie, who they've coined the jujitsu princess because she's beautiful <laughs> and she's she's tiny, but she's feisty. And she actually gets paid for her matches now. But she wow. also yeah. is starting to help with coaching the younger ones. And everybody always comments about how patient she is and how she um you know she she's humble in her jujitsu and the fact that she could destroy pretty much everyone on the mats but doesn't because she wants you to learn she wants you to get better she it's not a it's not a pride thing it's more of a i love this this has helped me and i want you to love it too she's another one as well uh when we were closed she was just all in her head dad this and dad that and dad this i'm like oh my gosh and as soon as she got back, she was all, 
she was 100% better. It affected yeah. everything. Yeah. Everybody. It really did. Yeah. We laugh because she looks more like me, but has his personality. And our little one looks more like him, but has my personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were younger, did you plan on owning your own uh, academy? What, what was the plan? Basically, what I'm trying to get at is, did you have a plan and did it always go the way you planned? Or did things change along the way and did you adapt to it? No. Um, <laughs> Uh, Can I say, tell you all a funny story? So he and yes. I have known each other since we were seven and eight. And wow. um, yeah, he was a, he was the uh, Bruce Lee fanatic, uh, yeah. you know, martial arts <laughs> nerd. Knows. Like he was the first person I ever knew to have like his own pair of nunchucks. And I had never even seen him before. And so, I mean, it's always been in his blood, but I don't think either one of us ever thought we could own a business. No. Um, and especially then be respected by our small community and, and, and do things. I mean, I, every day I'm shocked. Like when I got the call from Peterson, I'm always, it still like baffles me. Um, I don't know. We sometimes are like, we have to pinch ourselves because yeah. is this really our life? Like we've yeah. exceeded now, our own dreams that we even knew. Huh? You mentioned the call from Peterson. What was yeah, the call from, I was from mm. Peterson? Well, and that's why we're here actually. Cause yeah. So, um, as this summer and you know, I tell you, I have my cheerleaders and Ambra, she's the nurse educator there at Peterson. Um, she's always been amazing with us. Um, and um, I can always tell because um, people, she sends, she refers a lot. And so I, um, they started noticing that the staff is just overwhelmed and stressed. I mean, I can't even imagine they've all had to work crazy hours uh, with no break. And every time they feel like, you know, things are getting back to normal, then boom, you get mm-hmm. something bigger and better and worse. And um, and then on top of that, you know, we've had the tragedies, um, race wars and some, you know, um, horrible accidents mm-hmm. on top of everything. And then they're dealing with COVID. And so um, <clears throat> this summer, I guess, um, the CEO had wanted to help out his staff and was trying to figure out ways. Um, and then I'm not sure exactly how the conversation happened, but I know it was between him and some of the other VPs and I think Amber and Andre and they were like, um, you know, you know, someone who is a trauma expert. And I know they had interviewed some other people and tried to use, you know, some of the other means around um, and um, and just couldn't find what they wanted. And then um, they called me and asked me if I would come and do some trainings. Um, and um, and they were thinking maybe after September 1st, when school started and things kind of got back to normal. But Delta hit. And, right. yeah. and that was right after there was this like, oh, we're getting back to normal. Mm-hmm. And it, that they all felt sucker punched um, because it was like everything was getting back to normal. And now we're, you know, now our kids are affected by it. Mm-hmm. And that's when I think Kerrville really felt the COVID itself, not the mental health part, not the, you know, having to isolate part. It was that like the illness really. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Peterson's never been a hospital where you go to die. And all of a sudden they were having these crazy amounts of, you know, deaths in, in one day and then um, had, you know, were full, like every day they were at capacity. Um, and so um, they were like, can you actually get started a little sooner? And I was like, sure. And so I went in um, and I was already with my presentation, having to public speak. And my first one <laughs> turns into a huge um, trauma therapy session. Um, and there was like 20 of them and somebody recognized me and it was like, Oh, 
thank God it's you and started. And then everybody kind of joined in. And so after that, I was like, um, and they were like, we don't need training, do we? And I was like, no. And so I um, got to meet a lot of people, work with a lot of their staff. And then after a little bit of time, they asked me to go um, to one of the meetings that, you know, the CEO has with all of, you know, the VPs to kind of, you know, how can we help our staff? I, I was really impressed. I mean, you hear that from people all the time about big companies and that their leadership really cares. And I truly believe it with them because they didn't want to tell me what they needed. They truly wanted to hear from me, which was also shocking because I went in ready for them to tell me like what they needed. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, you, you're the you expert. took the reins on it. Yeah. And that's so, amazing. Yeah. She, and, she and went so. in there for, she thought she was doing a class and a lot of people don't understand that. Was it, she's thinking she's going to class, but I'm the Guinea pig. Was it, she's going, she put together a PowerPoint presentation and all that to set up and she's running everything. And how does it sound? What do you think, baby? Uh, I think it sounds great. Next, you know, she comes back, um, later on that day. And I said, how'd the, the class go? And she goes, it was a group session. She goes, they just started unloading and it yeah. just took off from there. She, yeah. Next yeah. thing you know, they're calling her. Yeah. And so, um, and so I was supposed to do like, I think six of those or something. Um, and then it, and this started in August and then they were thinking, well, maybe six weeks or a couple months. And then it's just slowly morphed and I'm still there. Um, when I went for that meeting, um, I said, you know, I think there's a need, you know, there's, work stress and then home stress because they play off of each other and um and then everything in between and um peterson's had a lot of employees that have lost their kids um in in just really you know sad ways and so they're just dealing with all kinds of stress and so i couldn't imagine i could not imagine yeah and he was like he goes whatever they need you give it to them and we'll figure out the rest and so and that's what i've been doing and i've been so fortunate i mean the staff there a little hesitant because mental health in the medical side, they've never really, um, like, kind. there's always been this weird rivalry and trust issue mm. because mental health isn't, it is scientific, but not as scientific as I can go get my blood drawn and know what's wrong with me. Right, yeah. Mm. And yeah. then there's the stigma that's still around. Um, you know, I always say, because my dad, we weren't very close, but he worked in healthcare and he was always like, why do you want to go into mental health? And um, I always say he's rolling over in his grave because never in a million years would I think that a hospital, especially one on that level, would call me because I'm still, you know, the 18-year-old little senior running around Kerrville, um, you know, to help their staff. But I, I really have come to appreciate a lot of them and just what they do day in and day out and how much they do for our community. And mm-hmm. some when they're asking me, like, why do you do this? And I'm like, Peterson's the largest employer I have, you know, my parents are getting older. I have young kids and I'm like, I, I want to know that I have somewhere to take them mm-hmm. and that their staff is being supported because they are our lifeline here. Really? I mean, in more ways than one and they've been through so much. And so I, I'm, I'm still honored and, um, just in shock and all kind of that, um, that they have, um, done this for the staff, even some of the strack nurses that they bring in from the other States when our numbers are high they'll take advantage of it because they're like, man, no other hospital does this, but this is what people need because they're taking all that home. They don't know how to, um, you know, tough. decompress. Yeah. Uh, medical situations, uh, kind of like first responders, you know, yeah. and, and the things that they see too, mm-hmm. they're taking that, those things home with them too. Yeah. You know, it's um, very important that they get that, that they're able to talk about it and get mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. And when you say that, like I, we've talked about that at the hospital and they've talked about finding ways to, um, to get it out there, but you know, after something like race wars, there were a lot of kids 
and adults there, I never heard anyone come out and say, hey, make sure your kid's okay, you know, see if they need to get help. I mean, what mm-hmm. they saw was horrific. I mean, it was... Yeah. And and so I worry about our community in general not able to recognize the impact that everyday life has on even adults, but kids. And, and we're not living in a, in the world that we had two years ago. It's very, It looks very different. There's mm-hmm. a lot new, of new things we've all had to learn. And so I, I don't know if we're doing that. And I don't know how to help that. So I'm doing it on a smaller scale. And Peterson, you know, at least educating and working and comforting and, you know, being that sounding board for their staff to just vent because they can't take it home to their spouses anymore because that's a lot for them. Then you have that secondary trauma. So mental health is very important. It, it, um, it reflects directly on your physical health too. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you just said, I don't know if I'm doing my part. You are absolutely doing yeah, your 100%. part. Yeah, 100%. Um, it, and, and it says a lot about Peterson, too, Michaela. Yeah. That they're willing to invest in their nurses and their staff's mental health yeah. so that they can better uh, provide for the city. Mm-hmm. And that is amazing. And I like how your trade and your trade, yeah. y'all are just mixing it up and... and you're a powerhouse, you know? You are, yeah. And it's two great, great yeah. ways to serve a community intertwined. Mm-hmm. It's right. amazing. It really is. Yeah, and I know some of the hospital staff has talked about doing some team building with him and getting that physical relief because they, they're getting the mental from me, but there's still that physical stress that's built up for years and um, and to do that. And I know some of the other groups are. I know, um, like, I, I think it's amazing. The ty- Did you tell them the... Tyvee soccer coach, um, oh, Coach yeah, Garcia. I had it written down as my yeah, next question. <laughs> came by and um, was like, you know, my girls have had just life stressors, and can we do this? And he was like, heck yeah, bring them on. Yeah. And so they're, they'll be there Friday just to learn some self defense. Jiu jitsu? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, I told you, I'm serious. Just come on in. It's that yeah. easy. You come on in. Uh, uh, Get to meet everyone and then just go at it. See if you don't know where, where it's at, it's also at twelve sixteen Broadway. Yes, yes, is the address. So yes, it's, yeah. it's uh, yeah. Memorial. Memorial turns into Broadway, which turns into Main Street. Yes, absolutely. And it's about halfway between where Memorial turns into Broadway and halfway between where Broadway turns into Main Street. Yes, yes. yes. There's a uh, the BSF BCFS. BCFS BCFS building right there. Yes. Next door, there's the Sunrise Baptist Church. Right. And then John's garage is across right the street. Across the street yeah. nah, I know it. Bum Doodle is on the other side. Yes. Yeah. So, but we have. Um, I've always wanted like the full spectrum. So we will be probably here, hopefully in April. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I didn't know where. I didn't. I didn't know if I should bring that up or not. <laughs> I didn't know where. Yeah, know. we've just. Uh, yeah, we've had some bizarre things, and I don't even. But yeah, the funding's there, and we're just right, waiting to close. But um, awesome. But yeah, so, because I've always wanted to bring in a doctor. Um, to, you know, um, we don't have a lot of psychiatric help here in Kerrville. And then, you know, with the loss of so many doctors, we are because of COVID either, you know, mm. them wanting to retire or passing away, um, that, so we're bringing in, a, um, Dr. Myers and then I'm talking with, and I hope I can convince her a nurse, a psychiatric nurse practitioner as well. Um, so we have a provider here Monday through Friday. And then, um, I'd also am talking with some nutritionists. And um, some um, muscle joint specialists um, just to come in and, and like it truly be 
wellness. Like, yes. oh, yeah, one stop shop, everything that you need. Yeah. Um, with, but always taking into account the mental health because, you know, there are a lot of people that are on medication for mental health, but they're not really sure why or what. And, and I don't even know if they know how to describe their symptoms or what they you have. Because a lot of times people come in and I'll say, oh, my, I know my husband's bipolar. And they come in and I'm like, well, no, he's not bipolar. It's this or it's that. But sometimes we just go to our doctors and we've either web md'd it or something and and mm-hmm. feel we know but mental health is so um intrinsic like there's so many aspects that you can't really look up your symptoms because a lot of them overlap and it's it, it's taking in the whole picture the history um any trauma you've been through your current situation physical health i frequently tell people before you even consider medication go get blood work it could be a hormonal thing it could be a vitamin deficit um but yeah it all plays off of each other and and um, and I think it, our our minds are one thing that is truly neglected when it comes to our health. Um, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I bet you're saving lives. I really do. I bet y'all are, you know, preventing preventing things down the road. You know, mm-hmm. whether yeah. you know it or not, I, I guarantee you're saving lives. When I I think early on in my career, I um, did some, and I continue to do stuff with Good Samaritan in Fredericksburg, and I had a wife write myself and the director there john who's also a a big supporter of us but um and she was like i she wrote and it it's always stuck with me like you don't realize what you do when you take someone into your session because what you might not know is my husband was was planning on killing himself that first session i mean the day that he had his first session that day he'd written the note he you know had everything planned and she was like in He's here today, happy and healthy. But she was like, he he finally told her after mm. when he knew he was okay. And so, you know, I always say a counselor can't have a bad day because you don't know. And you don't know what your words say to somebody because he didn't even disclose that there. But he had hope because he was able to get things out. And I was able to say, well, you know, sometimes our childhoods really do impact, you know, us now. And, and put the pieces together for him to where there was light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and so... You know, and I it, and that shocked me because that's, that's when I realized you Absolutely. don't know, you don't know what you're doing, and so you can't have a bad day, and you always try to, you know, like I said, um, help people um, because knowledge is important, and so so much of what I do is education, really, in my sessions, because when you kind of know why, it helps. It doesn't feel as dark because there's a reason, and you can work on that. That's the same thing with just living everyday life and mm-hmm. seeing people in Walmart or on the street. Smile to people. Try to try to even if you're having not the best day, try to spread some joy. I know it sucks at times. It's easy to preach, but you know you could change somebody's whole day. You can, you can, and we leave ripples everywhere we go. Absolutely, you know, and you guys are leaving very big ripples (laughs) in a positive way in this community, and it's really cool to see. It it really is. It is. Uh, Um, we're honored to have y'all on. Thank you. We're glad to be here. Yeah. Thank you all. For, oh, I was going to address this. Her name is Patricia, not Pat. <laughs> oh, everyone yeah. shortens it. No, I mean, yeah, I think that's um, everyone always. She, yeah. she tells me that they call me Pat. Are you going to call me Pat? I'm not calling you Pat. That is not me. We joke around only because my mom was really funny about nicknames. And I always think of, you know, the Saturday Night Live character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> Pat. Yeah. He didn't have much personality. So, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but, uh, but we're just 
glad. I mean, this is a community that built us, and to be able to give back is really is nice. It is. It really is. It really is a great community. All right, mm-hmm. that's going to go ahead and wrap up uh, number 49 of uh, the uh, Curvo podcast here. Uh, talking with Hill Country Counseling and Wellness, Patricia Garza and Ryan Morales here. Uh, thank you both very much for coming in today and spending some time with us this morning. We do uh, really do appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, you can get the Curvo podcast. On, oh, John, you got anything else before we get out of here? Um, no, we got a... Uh miss san antonio coming on next week yeah episode number 50 50 Mm -hmm. this this thursday coming up so all right uh you can get it on uh, google play you can get it on uh, the app or on itunes you can get us on spotify you can get us on youtube you can get us on facebook as well and you can also get us on curvelpodcast.com so all right i got one more question um do y'all have anybody that y'all would that that has in your mind it positively impacted Kerrville that you would think would be a good candidate for the podcast? I think, um, well, definitely, um, if, if you wanted to go another power couple route, um, Travis and Amy Reno, very humble. Um, they both do real estate, but they do so much more in our community. I will say they would never awesome. let me put it out there, but they always, when I would collect gifts for, um, our, you know, foster kids out at the youth ranch, um, they, they were always, what can we do? What can we do? What can we buy? Um, and I'd give them something and be like, I know this is a hard one. And they would all, I mean, they always surpass. But um, they're two amazing people. I'm trying to think. Okay, I'll, I'll hit them up. Thank y'all so much, yeah. really. Yeah, thank y'all so much for uh, being part of the podcast today. Really do appreciate you. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> good to see y'all again, too. Yes, all right, we'll be back Thursday for episode number 